Welcome to It's Karmic. I'm your host, Mika Bradford. This is a sacred space to connect with karma and past lives through astrology, energy work, and intuition. Hello and welcome to episode four. I have here one of my favorite humans, Jamie Thrasher, and I'm so excited to introduce you guys to her today because she is just such a light and also a bit of the darkness in this world because she has some of that Plutonian signature that you guys know that I love. So welcome, Jamie. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be on here and just yeah, like we just mentioned before we started, I love all of our chats together. So when you asked me, I was like, heck yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's literally how this came about was like us just having coffee. And I was like, we need to talk mm-hmm. on a recording so people can hear all the things that sort of birth out of our conversations. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us real quick who you are and what you do. Amazing. So Um, Obviously, my name is Jamie. I was already introduced. Um, I I do so many different things. So when someone asks me what I do, I'm like, okay, well, like, give a pen and paper. Let me just like fill this out for you. But I am a yoga teacher. Um, I've been doing that for five years, pretty much full time. And then I do now I study astrology. So I I would say I call myself an astrologer, but um, I feel like there's just so much more to learn to it. So I feel like it's just that ever unfolding process. Um, I do, obviously I do shadow work. Um, I teach others to do that. I um, am also a past life regressionist, so I can guide people through past life regressions and Mm. a few other things, but for the purpose of the podcast, that's kind of my realm of things. (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. And just for everyone listening, the <laughs> answer is so like great for Jamie's astrology because she is a Gemini. And so like she's got her hand in all the cookie jars. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's wonderful. Um, and Jamie, tell me, I like to ask this question because it's super fun. Um, instead of going for your like your um, your rising sun and moon, instead I'm going to ask you, what is your like like let's let me word this properly here. (laughs) Um, Tell me what you would say you feel like is one of your most important points in your astrology that makes you kind of who you are. Hmm, That isn't my sun, moon or rising. It can be those if it is, Um, but yeah, like what you feel like is your, your true important point, even right now. Um, so you know what I, one of my biggest points and I like to point out to people because I don't always come off as like the most Gemini Gemini person like you kind of have to get to know me to like understand that I have those qualities but it's also because my Gemini is in my eighth house so it's kind of a more like scorpion plutonic kind of vibe of a Gemini and um, my Mercury is also there so it's like all the things that I love are about like Pluto and Scorpio about like that transformation and my personality is has a lot more depth to it than I think an average like Gemini would have to them so I think that part on my chart is like one of my like 
defining features. <laughs> I love that so much because it's so true. Uh, having Gemini in my eighth house as well, there is such a depth to that energy, which doesn't naturally sort of exist with Gemini. It's like Gemini is more of a surface energy, not that that's negative in any way. It's just, it is more of an earthly energy, but then you put it in the eighth house and it does bring all this depth and um, like seeking deeper, deeper caverns in life. So I love that so much. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. So I want to dive into shadow work and I know you've done like a lot of, you've done a course on shadow work that you have, you, you work a lot with that. I know the astrology you look at, like we look at very similar things, but you, you've gone in your direction. I've gone in mine. I know you've looked at evolutionary astrology and you're like, you're, you're diving deep into that stuff. So tell me a little bit about, uh, how, I mean, we just kind of led in there perfectly with the shadow work piece, but like, how did you arrive at working with the shadow and like, why, why is it so important to you? Mm-hmm. I think honestly, it was before I even really uncovered like the term of shadow work that I feel like I was already doing that within myself. Cause I already have like a natural tendency, um, to like ask myself these like deeper questions of like, why am I doing this? Why is this happening? And like, kind of those, like, why, 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 why is this going on? Um, and it's funny because I never actually for a long time thought I was like a deep like person. Like I always thought I was, I kind of like missed that side of myself. <clears throat> so then I just, when I started learning more about astrology, I started learning more about um, shadow work when I uncovered these terms. So I'm like, wait, I already do this. I already am asking myself these, these deep questions. So I'm starting to like realize all these first of all, within that, it's just like one layer, but I'm uncovering all these like qualities of myself that I'm already interested in self-growth. I'm already interested in like changing patterns that aren't serving me. And these things have just been going on for so long that I've just, I think it just took like one moment to like see and to recognize that these patterns, like were kind of ruling my life. And I'm like, I don't really want that to happen. And then we start asking those questions is when you can like start to make those changes so yeah I guess that's kind of just it just naturally was like guided to me yeah yeah definitely and I love that because like so many people get stuck in these patterns and stuck in like places in their lives whether that's physical or mental or spiritual because they they aren't willing or they don't even know to look at the shadow or to ask those deeper questions um Cause they just maybe are existing on the surface, not knowing that there is a depth they can d- dive into to change or adjust or move out of those, um, like stagnant energies. So that's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And of course, I mean, this is all a part of shadow work, but we don't want to take, um, accountability for those things because we don't want, this is the whole like root of shadow work is basically like, we don't want, um, ourselves to be the person to blame we want Mm. to blame someone else for the the things that are happening and I know I did that for so long but it's like you have the same things happening over and over and like you're the only common denominator within all (laughs) those things you're like at some point you're like 
okay, well, shit, that's definitely me. (laughs) Yeah, that's like the biggest thing. And I feel like I've been connecting in with this um, for a long time, but right now a lot, like the idea of victim mentality has been coming up a lot lately. Um, And I've been tapping into like the Neptune transit that we're in right now and how that's so interconnected to the victim mentality that's going on in the world. And that's like exactly it, right? It's that's what you're seeing globally is everyone wants a scapegoat. Everybody wants to avoid that, like they might be part of the problem or to take responsibility for their own shit, essentially. Right. Like people are so, so internalized right now with looking for someone to blame that like, that's exactly it. They're like, someone else must be the, the problem here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's just like, well, this is maybe going off tangent, but in regards to our health choices and everything that's going on in the world, and it's like, we are now like a lot of the majority is like relying on like a vaccination or something to fix them. And then that's good. But it's like, you still have to overall change your like health habits too. Like there's not just like one thing in anything that's going to fix you. It's like a multitude of actions and like a lifestyle that you decide to live. And so I guess when we relate that back to shadow work, um, you're still not, you can't just do like one thing and you're like, Hey, I'm better. Like (laughs) I'm all fixed. (laughs) Like it's an ongoing process in regards to our health and our wellness, everything that we do. Yeah, I agree completely. It's it's really about taking responsibility and yeah, yeah, being able to like, look at the the heavier stuff. That's like, I love, I love that. I love that you're doing that and you're offering that because I mean, you know, I work a lot with that stuff too, because we have to look into the, into the stuff we don't want to look at. We have to open the closet. We have to take out the skeletons. And it's like beautiful that we're talking about it during Mercury retrograde, because like, that's what it's all about, right? It's cleaning out the closets and looking at the shit and being like, I got to clean this up. I got to take responsibility. This is working. This is not working. And maybe it's just such a beautiful thing that Mercury retrograde is kind of like its own shadow work. And maybe that's why people dislike it so much. Yeah, true. Right. (laughs) Because it's forcing (laughs) us to do shadow work when we don't want to. And if we don't do it, once again, things get like mucky. Mm -hmm. That's so true. I've actually never thought of it that way, but it does kind of create that not forceful kind of forces us in a way to slow down it does actually it's forces us in a way to slow down and like reflect and like check what we're doing check like our communication check our timing and like no one want no one likes slowing down like we're just very like um we want instant gratification and we want everything that we, all our desires we want them to happen quickly all our growth we want to happen quickly but it just that's just not it is quick, but it's also not, it takes a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It can feel quick, like with the perception of time, but like it, it isn't a quick fix. Nothing is a quick fix. Um, so I think that's so, so powerful. Um, yeah. and just like a good reminder for people, anyone who is fearing say like shadow work or Mercury retrograde or retrogrades in general, or any of that stuff, it's like, like, we do find magic there. There is healing there. It's actually probably the only place we actually do heal because Mm -hmm. we just stay on the surface. Like we don't, we don't go into the places really where we're meant to work into in this life and the incarnation. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
And yeah, I think it's one of those things that um, another astrologer kind of like mentioned this too. And I heard this before, but we, again, we play that kind of victim mentality. So we're going into Mercury retrograde. We're like, oh crap, like, and we want to like, and I, I still do this, so I can't like say I don't, but like, we want to blame Mercury retrograde for all the things that are <laughs> happening or like, yeah. but it's like, if we stop playing the victim to the story, then we can empower ourselves and actually reflect and look at the things that need to change, look at the things that can slow down. And then from there, we can be more empowered as we move through like a cycle like this. Mm, you're so right and like we need that right now right now in the world in this yeah very unique experience (laughs) we we need that empowerment but we do have to go into the shit of it to get the empowerment yeah Yeah. that's so powerful Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of the key too is just like we can't like that's what I love about like the polarity of things it's like the darkness doesn't exist without the light and vice Mm -hmm. versa. The light cannot exist without the darkness. So you have to be able to like understand the darkness so you can evolve and like grow into the light. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then to be like fully imbalanced in the light without any darkness, that's kind of where we learn our lessons is within Mm. the dark, within our shadows. You're so right. And I saw like a really great thing today. I think I posted on my stories um, that was like, I don't know if the whole thing was, but ba- the premise of it was that uh, we need to stop associating darkness with evil because like there is mm-hmm. beauty in the darkness. Darkness isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like it compared it to like how the the night sky is darkness, but it's still full of stars and like how um, even when we meditate, we go into darkness, but that doesn't mean it's a bad place. Um, and I just thought that was so great because we do associate, like when we say the word darkness, a lot of the times we're like, well, it's an evil experience or whatever, but like without the darkness, there is no light without the light. There is no darkness. Like we can't have one without the other. And it's like polarity of life. We cannot experience love without knowing what hate is, or we can't experience the sweetness without knowing what bitterness is, right? Like we lose mm-hmm. the context without the other. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, I've learned, like understood a lot more of that, um, like aspect through even the study of astrology, Mm -hmm. just like learning, like, not like one is seen as dark or light, really, in a sense, but we look at these polarities of signs, say, for example, like Scorpio and Taurus. And we can see both of them, they're opposites, but they can't they must exist together. Like they're in one line, right? They interact Mm -hmm. with one another, even though they're polar opposites, but we can start to understand that. And I think like, um, yeah, like with shadow work, when we get in there, like you um, can look at like one quality that you have, and maybe that is love, just for example, since you already said that, but um, you're such a loving person and you're like, I can never hate anyone. I'm so loving. And like, that's a quality we can look at because if you love, you must know how to hate. Mm -hmm. And so that's a part of like yourself that you would obviously reject because it's like unwanted or we don't Mm -hmm. want that, but it's still a quality that humans have. And we have the potential to have. Yeah. So it's really about like looking at that and seeing that other side of that, looking at the polarity of what you are to what maybe is like repressed. 
Mm-hmm. I think we're seeing a lot of that, like right now, especially where so mm-hmm. many people are like, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this because I love you. And then mm-hmm. on the other side of it, it's all hate. Like it's, I'm doing this because I love you, but I hate you because you're not doing what I say. Right. We're seeing that in the world right now. And I'm like, that's not love like that. That's not love. So there is definite shadow work that needs to happen along the lines of like, love is unconditional. Love is um, love does not necessarily correlate to having the ability to even hate at all. It's that we know we can hate, but we choose love. Right. Um, So we're seeing that polarity right now of like needing the shadow work of like, okay, why are so many people repressing or not even being able to acknowledge the fact that they've, they are in the energy of hate, but trying to be in the energy of love. And like, there's such a polarity right there happening. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think it's just, everyone wants to be loved. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of what it comes down to too, at the end of the day is that people want to be loved and accepted. And for someone to look at themselves and say in the, in their mind, they're like, Oh, I'm only, I'm doing good because I'm doing this for you. They're expecting like this, like Mm -hmm. love and support from coming back to them. But it's like, no one really asked you to do that for me. That Mm -hmm. choice was for you. So people want to make sure like they look good. Mm -hmm. Like they come across as good and they don't want to look at the other side of it. No, no, there's no, like there, the polarity has been forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, so, so true for right now. I think the whole world needs to do some shadow work right now, including myself. Like there's energies and I have my biases and I have to, um, look at myself a lot of times when I get angry about what's going on. Um, when I get angry about the discrimination, the segregation, I have to take a moment and be like, okay, what am I experiencing? Why am I feeling this rage? Where am I feeling this rage? Like what's triggered it? So leading into that, like when you work with people, whether it's astrologically, yogically, shadow workically, (laughs) um, (laughs) what would you say to anybody listening that hasn't really started the shadow work process or is kind of in it and they want to go deeper. Like, what would you say to that person to kind of start and go deeper? What would you ask them or tell them to journey into with this? Yeah. So something that I go over, like, and I actually go over this in my course, the very first step that we do is like a practice of self-love because, um, you can't really do any heavy work if you are hating on yourself and you don't have that, like, practice. And I know like, it's something that I work on daily. It's not like an easy thing to like love yourself. Cause like we're the <laughs> hardest critics on ourselves. Um, but to start to like integrate like a daily and weekly practice to self-love and like, whatever that looks like to you, if that's like just something simple as like taking yourself out on a date and mm. going to get food or going to get your nails done or going to get your hair done or going outside, whatever your like jam is, whatever makes you feel good. It's like doing that thing. Mm. Um, something else that you can do is like mirror work at a lot of people. Like, um, this is a really hard thing that I'm still practicing on doing, but it's like looking at yourself in the mirror. And like, if there's like qualities of yourself that you're not happy with, you just like tell yourself that you love those parts of yourself. 
Mm, I love that. So it's almost like a, even if you don't like believe it in your mind, you just kind of like start to trick your mind a little bit and like look yourself in the eyes in the mirror and like tell yourself that you love yourself. And it starts to be like, it seems like silly at first when you do it, but then you start to like pull out a lot of discomfort, just even within that like step. If you don't have already within you, like that quality of self-love. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. That's just basically okay. my first like um, set of advice to someone who hasn't really done any of this work. Yeah. I love that. Cause I've been called to mirror work for years now and I've just kind of avoided it. Like I've tried it a few times, um, but I never stick with it, but I'd, I'd like to. So maybe this is that confirmation it's time because there <laughs> is such a power in mirror work. Um, and I also love what you said about the self-love piece, because I see the Taurus Scorpio axis right there, like Scorpio being the shadow and then Taurus being like the self-care, the self-love, the adornment, the, the taking care of our physical vessel. And it is right there again. And like, you can't have one without the both. You can't do the shadow work without caring and coming into the self-worth piece. And you can't do the self-worth piece without going into the shadow. So once again, we've arrived at the polarity of Taurus, Scorpio, and how like they're so powerful together. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like a part of shadow work too. Um, once you go into it, it's like about actually loving and being accepting of your shadows of those parts that you don't love. So if you don't love kind of what's on the outside, if you don't love the good things already about yourself, or I wouldn't say, I don't want to say good things, but like if there's not qualities of yourself that you don't already love, then how are you going to look at the ones? that are like deeper and find love and acceptance for those ones. Yeah, totally. Yeah, That's beautiful. <laughs> okay. So I love that. That's such an easy way for them to dive in. And then what would you say if they wanted to look at their chart, mm-hmm. what would you say is like one thing they could look at to begin doing some shadow work? It's mm, a good question. I mean, <laughs> My like jam is Chiron in the chart. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's a very, very like heavy one, I would say, but um, that's kind of where I'm drawn to is where Chiron is on the chart, because then you can look at him and usually um, you'll look at the sign it's in first and then you look at the house to kind of like layer onto that. But when you look at the sign that it's in, you can get a little bit more information of um, sort of like an archetype of an energy or something that maybe happened in childhood. And there's a lot more to it that you can look at as well, but often that place that will like describe something that, and probably like a pretty significant experience that someone had in childhood that has, um, shifted the way that they act now. So essentially it's given them like a wound and, um, has, it's almost like a, it's like a big overarching, like shadow. I want to say it's not like a really small thing to look at. It's very, very big, but it can give you, give someone like insight to, um, like how they act now, essentially, because everything that they've learned from that wound is essentially like rippled effect into their personality and who they are now. So when we can get down to that, like very deep root of a wound, then and understand maybe how it happened is where you can like then start to make changes with that and start to or whatever like accept what's happened know what's happened accept it and then start to work through it Mm, I love that and you can almost like blend 
your first steps in with your Chiron. Like you look into your Chiron, you're like, okay. So for instance, mine's in cancer. I think is yours in cancer as well? Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. ours are is in cancer. And so we kind of tap into like, what are the energies of the wounded cancer and then start to tap into like the self-love piece. So like, how does a cancer need to be cared for? Right. It's like, well, mm-hmm. she needs to be nourished. She needs to be reparented. She needs to have a safe home. Um, she, I'm saying she, because we're but, um, whoever it is, but she, what she needs nourishment and intuition and connection to like her inner realms. Right. So you can kind of like look at the shadow and then be like, okay, what does the shadow need? And then maybe you get in front of the mirror and you do a little like mother dance or something. But like, I love that because you can find a piece in your chart and then go into the self-love piece, the, the acceptance piece. And kind of just be like, mm, okay, I love you, even though um, I don't understand you, or you have you. I feel this wound here. I still, I still love myself. I love the wound, right? Like you said, like I love the wound for what it has taught me. Yeah, and I think that's yeah, like what you just said is really important is to as a part of the healing process because I think one of the biggest things too that I've asked myself is like, okay, how do I? now I can see where I'm wounded. I can see this shadow. I can see what's um, been going on, but like, how do I actually move past that? How do I move forward with that when we can see it? So that's a big, yeah. Part of the shadow work is to first recognize so we can bring like Scorpios, like the stuff below the surface. So let's bring it up to like eye level so we can see it. And then from there, like a part of the healing is to understand the lesson within that. Like, what do I need to learn from this piece that's happened to me? And then from there, like, um, just feeling it every single day. It's not mm-hmm. like, again, it's like you understand it and you can see it, but you're still behaviors and actions and feelings and all those things take time to like overcome and to work through. But I think, yeah, a big part of that process is to fully like understand the lesson within what has happened. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I think that's mm-hmm. so powerful. Um, and so healing to work with because like, we all just need this. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> uh, okay. So I love this. We have like a little bit of a guidance around like how we can start, what we can look at, mm-hmm. like going into the depths. And it's really so much about, ah, uh, like welcoming in all the stuff we reject, <laughs> like, right. I'm like thinking back to my journey and like how it really started all with shadow with work with me as well, without realizing what I was doing, where I just was like reflecting on the, the self-sabotage that I would do. I think really for me, it started looking at my South node when, um, years and years ago, back in like 2014, a, do- a guy I was dating gave me the, the book astrology for the soul, um, by what is her name? Jan Stiller or something like that. Yeah. I think that's right. Okay. Um, and like looking at my North node, South node, I was like, Oh my God, like whoever wrote this has been stalking me and like <laughs> watching me since I was a child, because this is, yeah. this is me. Right. And that's really like, I think where my shadow work started to like 
come in because I was looking at all these Leo qualities and like for anyone listening, you might know I have a lot going on in Leo and like my moon is conjunct my South node, my mid heaven and my Jupiter. So like, there's a lot of karmic stuff going on there. Right. But I remember just like looking at that being like, wow, like all my need for approval, all my need to be great, to be adored, to be um, special in some way, this like need inside of me, just like to be bowed to like, I had to look at that and be like, holy shadow, like that is huge for me. Right. And I still work with it. It's not something that goes away. It's something that we sort of begin to accept and love and master. And we have sort of more of an emotional IQ around it where I can say now, okay, hi, I see you, Leo. No, you don't need that much attention right now. Like chill. Um, But like, it was that shadow work of being like, okay, you are looking for outside validation. So what do you need actually to feel good? What do you actually need to heal? Like that's such a powerful like way to look at everything and start to ask like, why do you need what you need? And is it actually what you need? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I love how you can look at the chart and like start to understand that because once you understand like the planets and their placements then you're like, oh, okay, they both have these shadow and like, guess supposedly like light sides to them so mm-hmm. they can both like enact all of those qualities and sometimes especially if you have such a heavy placement like that with everything like puddled up into Leo then that's how that's gonna like manifest is like in that area totally totally yeah. and I didn't understand that for my whole life I was like I just wanted to be great I wanted to be seen I wanted all of this like adoration and if I didn't get it like it was like absolutely destroying for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but going into that shadow work and being like, okay, you don't actually need any of that. Yeah. Um, you need the light of Leo, which is the, the generosity, the love, the lion heart, the, the empowerment piece that is like, when I was able to see that polarity, that's when I started to feel good about myself and really started to blossom. So like, there is such a, power in being able to just look and reflect and see and be like, okay. And, and just accept that it's not that you're wrong for experiencing your shadow. It's that this is part of your teacher. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really, yeah. It's really what that, what it is too, is like, we're here on earth to like learn and to evolve. And it's like our soul's like mission to uncover these layers. And if they're, really was that the darkness essentially is our biggest teacher if there was none of this and what would we learn if everything was like light and rainbows all the time like (laughs) no one would learn anything like I mean sure it I'm sure it'd be great but like that's not really why we're here (laughs) no no and that's why I'm so grateful for um finding this like astrology niche that you and I have kind of gone down of uh, the the darkness the shadow the karma the um the Mm-hmm. sort of wounding but not looking at it as like a victim and being like oh I'm wounded as a Leo I will always seek attention no it's the I see the wound I recognize it but as this earthly being I want to transcend and heal it and so I'm going to learn why I feel those ways and then exalt myself into the highest version of that and I feel like there there's so much um 
it's almost like therapy when you tap into this type of astrology, because you're, you're looking at all the stuff that you would take to a therapist or a psychologist and putting it on the table and being like, this hurts. <laughs> what do I do? Right. <laughs> um, and shadow work is like, you look at it and you love it and you honor it. Um, and you start to work through it without needing to look away. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think it's such a like gift to be able to do it. And like, it's very freeing too. Cause when yeah. you're not, again, we're not the victim of all these things that are happening to us and we don't know why they're happening to us, but we can look into things like astrology and be like, Oh, this is why this is happening. I have this on part of my natal chart, or I have this planet transiting my natal point. Mm-hmm. Like we're both going through right now, our like transit of oh my goodness. Pluto opposing our natal Chiron. Cause we have a very similar Chiron point. Um, so I know for the, both of us as in previous conversations, we've talked about just like how intense that that is, but at the same time, it's very like freeing and in a way that it's like, oh, this is happening to me. I understand what's happening to me. And I can put like, almost put like a label to something to make yourself feel better about it. (laughs) Like, well, it makes it identifiable. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I I love that. Yeah, totally. Like I love, that's one of my favorite things to tap into in my readings is like when someone is like, Hey, this is going on. And then I pull up the transits and I'm like, of course this is going on. Like, (laughs) right. And, but it gives such a, it's, it's so empowering to look at it and be like, okay, well, okay. Pluto's hanging out here with this, this sort of energy packet is happening. Um, This is what it means. It's not a death sentence. And now I have an I can identify why I'm experiencing what I'm experiencing and I can start to look at the lessons. So like Pluto's lessons. Okay. We're tapping into transformation. We're tapping into death. We're tapping into rebirth. Something's got to die here in order to be reborn. Mm -hmm. And like, suddenly it doesn't seem like everything's falling apart. Like at you it's like everything's falling apart for you suddenly okay what's the lesson why am I experiencing this there's there is empowerment through understanding the chart so much yeah absolutely I agree (laughs) yeah I love that that's so good okay I loved this this is so powerful I feel like so many people will get um, just so much depth out of tapping into this stuff, this shadow, the, the darkness, Chiron, um, even just the love piece and tapping into like that Taurus Scorpio axis, which is beautiful because we're going to move into that North node, Taurus, South node, Scorpio next year. It's going to be so good. Um, okay. So tell people like how they can find you, how they can work with you right now. Um, I'll link in the show notes, like your actual information, but tell them, how they can connect with you right now. Amazing. Um, well, I can go off my list again of things that I <laughs> offer. <laughs> so I do, um, if you are like really enjoying this conversation about shadows and that kind of work, I do have like a self guided sort of shadow work course where you do have access to me as well throughout the entire time, but it's very much just kind of like a step-by-step guide and how to work with it. And then also within that course, we actually tap into like the chakra centers as well mm-hmm. and how we can work with the chakras in with the shadow. So it kind of combines both those elements and we do yoga meditations and all the things. Um, I do astrology readings as well. And of course, I'm 
very much more of a like um, evolutionary guided reader and looking at Chiron. So just looking at your soul, where it's coming from and where um, you want to go, like life purpose kind of things. Um, and I'm a yoga teacher. So you can also find me um, if you're in Kelowna, I teach at Bliss Yoga and our yoga space. And I do have an online yoga platform. <laughs> so I have all the things. Um, I guess if you take my name, but my Instagram is lemurian.mystic. Um, so I'm sure you can just take that down below and people can check me out if they want to. I will for sure. <laughs> and for anyone who hasn't taken Jamie's classes, they're wonderful. I absolutely love them. So whether it's online or in person, Jamie is just a wonderful teacher um, of yoga and all the other things as well. So highly suggest connecting with her. Thank you so much for being here with me. It's just so, it's so nice to always chat with you. So I'm glad that some people get to like tap into uh, what comes up on a general coffee date between the two of us. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. That's always so much fun. Mm, <laughs> a such a pleasure. Uh, yeah. We're rising to having a conversation. <laughs> yeah. It'll always go deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you.